Welcome to Miraval Life in Balance, bringing you mindful tips and insight into supporting your mental well-being and living your most balanced life. Listen to the sound of the rain. It's time to clear your mind and focus on the present. Take a moment to center your breath. Breathe in and out, in and out. Don't speed up or slow down, just focus on your breathing. Thank you for sharing this moment with me. Welcome to Miraval Life in Balance, brought to you by Miraval Resorts and Spas. I'm your host, Lauren Scruggs Kennedy. Today, we'll be exploring the ways that the magic of Miraval can strengthen your balance and mental well being long after your stay. I am pleased to be joined by loyal Miraval guest and authentic circle member, Lauren Landerlin. Lauren joins me to take a dive into her personal Miraval journey, talk about how she first discovered Miraval Resorts, and share what keeps her coming back again and again. Welcome, Lauren. It's so fun to have another Lauren. (laughs) So good to meet you. You as well. Thanks for coming on today. We're so excited to talk to you and... To start out, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just a few sentences to give listeners an idea of who you are. Sure. So I was actually born and raised in New Orleans, but I've been in Tulsa, Oklahoma for the past almost 21 years. I moved here to work with a health system in our eating disorders program. And 20, almost 21 years later, I'm still here in a totally different role. Um, I now run our marketing communications division for the health system. That is amazing. Oh my goodness. Lots of career twists and turns along the way. Yeah, that's really incredible. So you are a Miraval Authentic Circle member, which is Miraval's loyalty program. So you've been to all the Miraval properties and how many times total have you been? 14. Oh my gosh, wait, that is the best. How do you decide which location? So I started in the Tucson location because, you know, that was the original. It was the first one that I kind of came across. And after a couple of visits to the OG campus, I ventured to Austin shortly after they opened it. I've been there twice. And then I went to the Berkshires for the first time last fall and actually just went back for my second visit about three weeks ago. (gasps) That is amazing. So I did the same. I started in Arizona And then Austin, they're just all so special and different. Do you agree? Completely. It's the same experience in a totally different environment, different aesthetic. I am glad I timed my Austin visit shortly after one of my favorite staff members from the Tucson location actually moved down to the Austin location. So it was kind of like bringing a little bit of my home Miraval to this new Miraval that I was experiencing. (laughs) That is amazing. So how did you originally find out about it and what led you to go there initially? So it was early summer one year and I was definitely needing a vacation. A little bit of the background that kind of led me to this path was 
I, for a while, had struggled with an eating disorder and had some experiences in treatment. And things were kind of in a not bad spot, but maybe starting to get a little rocky. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. I need to kind of get away and kind of give myself just a little bit of a respite and time to focus on me. So I started looking online at just different types of retreats or getaways. And, you know, I kind of had it narrowed down to a couple of different trips I was going to take. So that was my first trip. It was just kind of looking for just a little bit of time to focus. And that was the beginning of my journey to 14 visits. That is amazing. So when was that, that you first went? That was in 2018. Okay. Wow. So like not too long ago. And then tell us about the first experience and what kind of hooked you in or what developed this love for Miraval that you have? Part of it was the timing. It was just, I was looking for just a place to focus and kind of take a deep breath. And, you know, with some of the struggles that I was having with the eating disorder, you know, eating disorders are not all about food, but food is certainly a part of what people struggle with. And it was always something that, you know, it's a hard part of the recovery process. And I never came to that comfort level of food is fuel, full is nutrition. And, you know, it's a necessary and enjoyable part of life. It was kind of just, hmm, okay, here's what I have to do and I'm going to do it. And I remember talking to my therapist at the time that I'm going to this place and it sounds amazing. And that first week was one of the first times that I think ever throughout many years of struggle and treatment really connected like the food experience to energy and feeling good. And it was an enjoyable experience. And it was kind of a light bulb moment. I remember coming home and kind of being like, oh my gosh, did you know this about food? (laughs) Like (gasps) you can enjoy it and it's delicious. It wasn't this overwhelming thing. It was just part of the experience there. Yeah. That's so cool how it almost redefined the act of eating and food and what it actually means to you, which I'm sure was so healing in so many ways. And I think going into it, I kind of had that in my mind that it was just going to be very easy because it's all going to be like healthy food, Yeah. which granted, there is a ton of amazing healthy food. There's great, you know, vegan, vegetarian, all kinds of options. But after like a hard day of some classes or long hikes, there's also like burgers and, you know, fish tacos are one of my favorite things there and, you know, delicious desserts or wine. And it was far beyond what I thought was going to be safe, but it turned out to be like exactly what I needed to experience. And no one was forcing me to do any of it. It was just beautifully presented and it just it felt Right. (laughs) That's amazing. And I know, or anyone that's been to Miraval, I feel like one of the key things is just people are supporting your own journey. And like you said, it's being presented to you and just this safe space is being like opened up to you, but nothing feels like forceful or pressure or anything like that. It truly is a place to rest and you feel comfortable even going there by yourself. Were you there by yourself? It's actually my favorite way to go is by myself. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I have several text threads in my phone where it's like someone's name in Miravelle next to it of folks that I've met on different trips. But I think, you know, a lot of people, when you say I'm going to go focus on myself and it's something that's just for me, it sounds super selfish, which 
couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, I think I come back a better person because I was able to kind of refocus on things when I was there or when I go. Now, when I've gone with people, honestly, my favorite part is they probably heard me talk about it so much. And they're like, sure, it's amazing. Stop talking. We'll, we'll just go. And then they yeah. get there and they're like, whoa, you're right. It's <laughs> like, I told you. Um, so oh, I do yes. get a lot of pleasure going with people and seeing them experience it. I feel like what's amazing is like the menu of options and classes and there are just so many things that are kind of like once in a lifetime experiences, like learning about honey and how the health benefits and like how it comes to be and just so many like cool things. I remember my sister and I were looking and we're like, how do we pick? Like everything just sounds amazing. It's a little and overwhelming at first. Yeah. When you look, yeah. The first time I went in that summer, I had an Excel spreadsheet. I had kind of like copied over in the time blocks, <laughs> the things that look interesting. And then I narrowed them down. It's like, you know, I'm paying to be here and have all these activities, but I kind of just want to go like put my robe on and hang out in the relaxation room for a little while. I just did what felt right. And now I'm much more open with my scheduling where I pick the things that I know I love. Like there's some classes or treatments that will always be part of my schedule. And sometimes, you know, then I just leave chunks open and figure out, you know, is there a specialist that has an opening? If so, maybe I'll take it. Every trip's very different. Like there's some, you know, like you go and it's very movement or like exercise focused or like I just, I, I want the activity. And sometimes I go and I probably don't step foot in the BMC, the Body Mindfulness Center, like once while I'm there. It could be all yoga and meditation. And sometimes it's just like walking around and hanging out at the spa and in the restaurants or the bar. I love that. <laughs> I know it's so cool because you don't feel any pressure when you're there. It's kind of like what you're saying that one time you just needed more stillness and no activity and just kind of truly relaxing or just being, I guess. And then some other times you're like, I feel like at this time I need a lot more movement or I need a lot more meditation or mindfulness or whatever it might be. And it's so cool that you can truly just like take part of whatever you feel like your body needs, even by the day. I feel like my sister and I like changed our schedules a lot and we we're like, okay, today we really feel like we need this. And I love just hearing about how impactful your first trip was. And then so I'm curious, how did you know, okay, it's time for me to go back? So my first return trip was probably just a couple, like maybe three or four months after. And it was one of those, like, that was really good. I could definitely use another dose of it because I'm sure there's things I missed. I went in with a lot of, you know, schedule and plans and it was great, but I kind of wanted to go in now knowing what I was getting myself into. It was probably another, like maybe six months at that point, I had decided this is going to be part of like just my self-care routine. So I booked three trips Love for it. the next year, all on that day. <gasps> that is the best. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's kind of, you know, it's one of those, like, I always know it's coming, which is why I like to yeah. have them scheduled. And I mean, it's a generous cancellation policy. So if something happened and I couldn't make it, I could always find another date. But I like having three just kind of out there blocked on the calendar that, you know, when life gets stressful or something's going on. It's like, well, in three months I'm going. I just got the email yesterday that says 45 days until your arrival. I'm like, yes. I love that. <laughs> yes. I know. I feel like it's so good to have those like recharge 
things planned in your schedule. You're like, okay, I'm going to reset at this time. Like this is my time of rest. And yeah, just like what you said, it, it feels selfish sometimes to really care for yourself and your body. And then I feel like I've been thinking about this a lot lately just as like a new mom. And it actually is so beneficial, like what you were saying for the people around you to really care for yourself and grow in your own self-awareness. And it gives you this capacity just to love the people around you better. And I just think that's so beautiful. When I graduated from therapy, my amazing therapist was like, you know, and just call me for like when you need an oil change. Yeah. You know, when the check engine light comes on, just call me. And I'm like, well, oil changers are kind of required. So if you schedule your oil changes, that's why I just go ahead and like schedule my Miraval trips. I love that so much. So when you know it's coming, so you have 45 days, how do you set your intentions and then how do you prepare for that upcoming trip? Since I go at least three times a year, I get to do some of the different seasons. So a lot of the activities that I choose and like the rooms that I pick vary per season. You know, in the summer, it is hot, but I live in Oklahoma and I'm from New Orleans. So yeah. hot is very relative. Oh and, you know, everyone says, oh, it's a dry heat. It's true. It is it is a dry heat and it, it's something that doesn't bother me at all because it's still really nice in the mornings. So like the summer trips, I do most of my like outdoor stuff early in the morning, some of the water fitness classes or whatever, and then more of like some of the lectures or individual sessions in the afternoon. But for the most part, every day around four o'clock is when I go back to my room, shower, sometimes I wash my hair, but the robe goes on and the robe does yep. not come off until I go to bed. I go to dinner in my robe. I was telling my sister too, cause she was like, what do you pack? And I'm like, no joke, you can wear your robe to dinner. And I feel like we'll be doing that. And she's like, perfect. <laughs> People don't have their phones. They're in their robes, eating dinner or their outfits, whatever they choose. But it really is like doing what's right for you, which mm -hmm. is just so beautiful and rare to find these days, you know? I have a pretty good routine and just like traditions that I have. And I think routine is important. It was actually one of the things on the first visit that I found really helpful because there is kind of a cadence to the day, at least how I built my schedule. And so over the 14 trips, I've kind of come up with like, this is the routine that works for me. The part that I stick to is dinner in my robe. I always have my spa treatments as the last available appointment of the day. So I go to dinner in the robe. I'll stop at the bar and have a glass of wine. I go to the spa, hang out in the room in my robe, have the treatment, go back to the room. Like it, it's truly the robe is on from four until I go to bed. <laughs> that is the best ever. So a few of the treatments you said are just the sessions that you do every time, no matter when you go or where you are. What are some of those? So the first night Every single trip is, I get the Abhyanga. Yeah, It's one of the Ayurvedic oh treatments, super oily. And I remember the first time I was like, don't get it in my hair. And now I'm like, bring it. <laughs> You're like, put it all in my hair. Right. <laughs> um, and it's honestly, the first time I had it after like five or 10 minutes, I was about to tell Vladimir is who I usually see when he's there. I was about to tell him, like, can you just, like, switch to a deep tissue or something? Because I'm not getting anything out of this. And then, like, 50 minutes later, I mean, it sounds crazy, but my speech was slurred. Like, I went to go get up, and I'm like, I'm going to need a second. You have it down. 
I was really like, I, wanna, I need to take notes. <laughs> the best. Okay, so something fun on this show, we have a segment we like to call the Miraval moment. So, which is where I guess shares a memory from their time at Miraval that was impactful to them. Maybe an aha moment where something just clicked or you learned something new about yourself. What do you think would be your Miraval moment? There's two that come to mind. And the first one was from the first trip. I don't remember what day it was, but I went to probably my first meditation class ever. And, you know, like I said, going into that trip, I was kind of in a spot where I was like needing something and, but, you know, still trying to figure out like, how am I doing? And I'm like, meditation, it's not movement. Like, am I just going to sit here with my eyes shut? What's happening? I don't know. And the instructor started talking and the voice was very familiar. And turns out she had recorded some just like different sleep meditations that I had listened to previously. And it was the same person. So I'm like, hmm, I like this. Wow. And we were asked to pick a word for every inhale and exhale. And like the first words that came to mind were compassion and gratitude. And I remember like sitting there with my eyes closed and thinking, where did that come from? Like, I distinctly remember opening my eyes and looking around like, what? (laughs) Like, it just felt very, like, not something that would have just flowed out of my mouth. Yeah. Or through my silent meditative brain. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I'll go with it. And that has, like, become my breathing go-to calming just thing that has stuck. And Every time I go, I go to at least one of the morning meditation classes and it's still like compassion and gratitude and what the compassion is for and what the gratitude is for also seems to change with each visit. I mean, there's always gratitude that I'm there and that I am able to, you know, go as frequently as I do and that I'm able to take the time to focus on myself. So that's always one of the gratitudes and You know, the first one was definitely compassion, like for myself, which felt so foreign. (laughs) So that was probably one of like the things that has stuck with me the whole time. Wow. That's so amazing because I feel like you're in an environment that truly like helps you just be quiet and rest and you don't feel like you have to like get to the next thing or answer this email or anything like that. You're just so encouraged to be. And what comes into your, it's almost in your subconscious that you comes to realization and you're like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea this was in me. And now it being a consistent word for you, even though Mm -hmm. like the compassion for what and gratitude for what changes, which is so cool. But I love that consistency and just how you really have brought it into your everyday life. That's very powerful. The other thing, and I don't think it's a moment, is the prayer tree over by the Kiva at the Tucson property where people leave things. Yeah. So I've left something every time I've gone and everything I've ever left is still there. <laughs> and it's it's the first place I go when I check in. I know where everything is and I go and check. And I was there at the very end of February of 2020, right when the pandemic was starting and I worked for a health system. And, you know, we were kind of preparing ourselves and we knew it was coming, but it hadn't really come to us yet. So this was, you know, a nice little relaxing trip before things may have gotten busy. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen. And it was actually my last day 
that I got the call that we had gotten our first patient. And I was like, well, I'm glad I'm coming back recharged because it was definitely a little bit of a marathon after that. And it was one of the first places that I wanted to go as soon as things calmed down. I probably went three times during COVID. And then last summer, we had a tragic mass shooting at my hospital. And in my role, I was very involved in some of the initial response with like the media and communications and whatnot. Oh my goodness. Wow. And so as soon as things kind of slow down, you know, our leadership very much encouraged us to take care of yourself. Like we've been through a lot. You guys have been leading us through a lot. Take a second. And I went for longer than I typically stay and went to the tree and we had made a pin for our employees you know, kind of commemorative. And I had left the pin on the tree right next to the thing I had left right before COVID. Now when I go back and it's still there, it's just like this really nice compassion and gratitude kind of wrapped up all in the all in that pin and seeing it. And so I have a, a lot of moments tied literally and figuratively to that tree. Oh, that's so beautiful. My goodness. Thank you for sharing that. So I'm curious if you were comparing your first visit to Mirabelle to your last visit, is there any advice you would give your present you to the past who is visiting for the first time? I think if I was going to get to do my first experience over, I would go into it with the calmness and kind of openness that I go into the visits now. Because it's very easy to get really excited because, you know, it's a big trip. You know, you're investing a lot in it and there's a lot to choose from. And I had stressed a lot about it. And I remember when I got there, I felt like I had to keep looking at my schedule. And I had a really hard time the first time disconnecting from my phone. Okay. And now that is first that it goes in the drawer. I know you get the little sleeping bag. That's great. It goes in the drawer, like (laughs) under the stuff that's not going to come out of the drawer. So I think going into it was just a little bit more of like a chill mindset of just like let it happen. Yeah. And the disconnect from the phone. When I see people struggling to disconnect with their phone, I'm just, I'm like, just just do it. (laughs) I can promise it's better. Uh, (laughs) It really is crazy how connected we are to it. And it, it has a lot of positive impacts, but also a lot of negative. And it's just one of the best things for your soul to just fully disconnect. Just let it be. One of the other differences is the first time I saw it as a vacation and I'm in communications and words matter. And I think when you term it as a vacation, it's a different mindset going into it. And now it's just, I mean, I don't say I'm going on vacation. For me, it's just, I'm going to Tucson, I'm going to Miraval and all my friends know like what that means for me, but it's a retreat. It's a time to get away. But I think vacation has a very different connotation in society. And vacations are sometimes fast paced. Now, some are, you know, relaxing at the beach or the mountains or whatever. But what happens like once you're on property, it doesn't feel like you're on vacation. It just, it feels like you're there. <laughs> so we have another segment called Bring the Mirrorball Experience Home, which I feel like you really shared with us. And there might be something else too, but just how you took home compassion and gratitude and just that meditation and that breathing exercise. 
that really helps you in your everyday life. And I know it must be bittersweet each time you're like, this trip is coming to a close. The worst. Yeah. They leave that little note on your door saying, you know, have your luggage ready by, you know, 11 o'clock and it's departure. And it's the worst part of the trip. (laughs) Truly. Oh my gosh. It's like, I guess, what is your mindset when you see that? Or are you like, okay, I want to take these Miraval practices home with me in my everyday life. How does that work for you? So the breathing, the compassion and gratitude, definitely that's been there the whole time. The olfactory smell memories are some of the strongest memories that people can have. And there's a couple of scents. I mean, sure, there's some essential oils that are calming and kind of make me think of it, but there's a few scents that I've gotten either like in the gift shop or found from other lines that just immediately bring me back to like how I would feel. It just brings the memory back. So I have a lot of those either candles or diffusers around. And then when I'm just kind of like hanging around the house or even just like long drives sometimes, some amazing person has made a playlist on Spotify, but it's the same types of sounds that are playing in the spa or like in the main lobby area. And I'll turn it on the house and then I smell the oils. I'm like, "Hmm, here I am. (laughs) Oh, you're like, here I am. I'm back. (laughs) That is so good. I love that. And that's so true about, yeah, smells and sounds and how we it really does like take us to a place. So that's so great that you bring it into your home and into your life. And I wanted to ask you, what is some advice you would give to someone now if they are trying to decide if they want to take the leap and go to Miraval? One, yes. To call me if you need help convincing yourself to do this. <laughs> Seriously, you're the pro. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things when my friends have asked, you know, oh, I'm not really sure this was like my pitch to them. And you're like, it's a high per day cost sometimes. I'm like, it is. But, you know, let's pretend we're going on vacation somewhere else. And I'm using vacation specifically here. You're going to pay, you know, three, four hundred dollars for a hotel room. You're going to have to pay for food wherever you're going. You're going to have to have transportation. There's going to be tipping. And then you have to pay for things to do. When I go through that example, we're well over what the daily rate would be. I'm like, and you get a spa credit. So really, you're making money on this. Yeah. Um, but it, it's true. I mean, I think if I was going to, you know, go to New York, I spent more in New York, you know, for a week than I did on this much more fulfilling, meaningful experience. And for me, it's worth the investment. But for someone else looking to go, you know, if they're having a hard time having someone wanting to go with them, I think someone's first visit by themselves, it's just, it's pretty magical. Because when you're with someone, so valuable, you're spending a lot of time with that person, which is great. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't be going to Miraval if you didn't love or like this person that you were with or this group that you were yeah. with. I see a lot of mother-daughter trips, which I love seeing and like girlfriend trips, but you always seem together. And for me, going by myself you really get to focus on you because hopefully whoever you're going to Miraval with, you already know and like them. So you probably see and hang out with them a lot. (laughs) So advice would be if you go with people, do your own thing and you'll meet up eventually, but don't necessarily plan. Okay. We have to do breakfast together. We have to do lunch. We have to do this. We're going to do this class. Like just pick what you want to do. It'll all work out and just to not stress about it. Yes. And I love what you said. 
like to anyone that goes with you, you're like, pick your own schedule. I'm here for questions, but really making it a you trip, but with people, you know, and it's so cool even going by yourself because everyone is there for an intention and you're almost all united kind of right when you get there because you're there for a very similar purpose, even though everyone's life looks different. You're there just to really like tune into yourself. So it's very unifying. And I've been enough that I feel like I have really good relationships with a lot of the staff. And I mean, there's staff that I look for as soon as I get there. It's like cheers. Like I walk in and it's like, Lauren. The best feeling. And so like just going like to sit in, you know, the coyote moon or in the bar and just sit there and, you know, talk to the staff that I've sat and talked with many, many times. They know stories about my life. I know stories about theirs. So you're never there alone. I mean, you go by yourself, but you're not alone. And the times that I go alone, which is most of them, I end up talking to more people and meeting more people and hearing more stories because you're open to it, you know, versus when I've gone with friends, which are amazing. I love my friends. (laughs) I'm so glad they went. But, you know, when you're sitting, you know, waiting for a class to start and you're with someone, you're going to talk to them. When you're by yourself, you find someone else who's by themselves or a group and hey, is this your first time? How many days have you been here? What was your favorite thing? And it makes it a little bit easier for me to meet new people. And I've met so many amazing people. And some of us, we've gone back at the same time, not intentionally. We've just been like, oh, you know, I'm going back in August. Me too. What dates? These dates. Oh my gosh. We don't stay together. We don't plan together, but we know we're going to be on property at the same time. So we know we're going to see each other. But Most of them have the same mindset of we're going for ourselves and all the amazing people we meet along the way are just gravy. Yes, it's so relational. It's just truly an amazing place, as you're saying. Before we go, Lauren, do you want to do a brief mindfulness exercise with me? Sure. Is it compassion and gratitude? We're going to make it compassion and gratitude. (laughs) Absolutely. I feel like we all can take that into our lives. Okay, so let's close our eyes and listen as you can hear the soothing sounds of nature surround you. Focus on being here in the present moment. This is a chance to center yourself and reflect. Follow your breaths in and out, in and out let's do it again where you follow your breaths in and out in and out okay we can slowly open our eyes and thank you for sharing that brief moment with me I feel like even if it's short and sweet it's still impactful and thank you so much lauren so good to talk to you thank you that is all the time we have today i want to say a big thank you to authentic circle member lauren landrillen for joining us and talking about her personal miraval journey and the magic of miraval If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a review so more people can listen in. Until next time, I'm Lauren Scruggs-Kennedy, 
And this has been Miraval Life in Balance, brought to you by Miraval Resorts and Spas.